Greg Davis here with Priority Talk Radio. Thank you for being with us. We are uh, having a very uh, special edition uh, of uh, we're talking uh, predatory gambling and uh, revealing the truth behind gambling operations. Uh, Les Bernal, the uh, executive director of the national organization Stop Predatory Gambling, in studio with me. And uh, if you're hearing this on our audio radio broadcast or our podcast, uh, there's also video uh, access to this as well at our uh, social media's Priority Talk. Uh, so we do hope that you'll uh, tune in for all of these very special segments. Uh, they're going to be in all of our outlets. Uh, so Les is with us. Uh, we were just talking about um, uh, what predatory gambling, what that means, and just the essence of what gambling operators do. Uh, it, it is predatory. So much money is lost. He's given the numbers in our previous segment. Um, and, and that's money that could be spent in the economy, could be saved, could be invested. Um, you know, that, that's bad for the economy, of course. Uh, and unless really um, gambling operators, gambling operations are different than other legitimate business operations. T- tell, us, tell us what the differences are, because some people may just see this as a, a business like any other business. Right. So it's a, it's a critical point for all of your listeners to understand, Greg, and, and that is it's, it's, there's a false perception that gambling is just like any other business, and it, not, nothing could be further from the truth. So what separates you know, online gambling, commercialized sports gambling, regional casinos, and state lotteries from every other business, including other vices like alcohol, marijuana, and tobacco. So, it's even, so even those those have issues. I'm not defending those, but it's this is even more different than those other vices, okay? Is that in this business, there's an adversarial relationship between the gambling operator and the, and the person who's gambling, okay? So it, it's a big con game. Commercialized gambling is a big con game. Citizens are conned into thinking that they can collect money in a scheme that's designed to ultimately get them fleeced. So let's let's put like kind of a real life analogy on this. If I go out for some um, barbecue, I go buy a ticket to an Al- University of Alabama football game, I order myself a glass of sweet tea. You know, that's what you receive in return. There's a one for one exchange. When you put your money down in commercialized gambling, what you receive is the lure, the lure that you might win cash, okay? It's a financial exchange. That's the key phrase. It's a, a gambling is a financial exchange, but it's a financial exchange that's mathematically stacked against you. So then inevitably you lose your money the longer you keep doing it. Success only comes at someone else's expense. All right, so so that's why like commercialized gambling. That's the reason why it's illegal here in Alabama and in every other state, except for you have to make a special bills for it, is because commercialized gambling is a form of financial fraud. Okay, it's it's a form of consumer financial fraud, just like price gouging and false advertising, both of which are illegal. And it's it's illegal for you and I to run our own gambling operation in other states, even where gambling is legal. It's only legal when you partner with the state because mm-hmm. it's a form of financial fraud. Yeah, so, you and I can't yeah. do it. That's uh, right. Th- yeah. You have to partner yeah. with the state. They have yeah. to allow yeah. you to do it. Yeah, and, and this big con has resulted in takes life the free, li- Takes li- the free market out of it, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. It, there's no free market. This is the antithesis. This is the ultimate version of crony capitalism, okay? it's But it re- this crony capitalism results in life-changing financial losses for millions of Americans. And, and, and many, Alabamas, ma- many Alabama citizens have been spared you know the financial suffering and the public health suffering because they haven't. This hasn't been in their communities like it has been in other places in the country. So you're yeah. you're far better off because you haven't been gone down this road. Les Bernal, our guest, and uh, during this segment, we're sort of want to lay out some facts about gambling. 
uh, number one, it's a con, and I think you just said that. Uh, it's a con. Uh, I think next is that uh, gambling, and many people don't realize this, it is a, it's a known, dangerous, destructive addiction. Gambling is addictive. Tell us about it. Yeah. So when we say it's addictive, that's, that's, that's just not you and me saying that. Like the science in this country now recognizes gambling as a known, dangerous, and addictive product. So gambling is now recognized as an addiction, you know, and as a known, dangerous, and addictive product, just in the same level as heroin, cocaine, and opioids in the American Psychiatric Association's DSM-5. So those of you who may not be familiar with what the DSM-5 represents, it's like the, it's like the mental health Bible. Health insurance companies use it, your doctor's office uses it, um, you know, hospitals and so on, like healthcare providers, they use it. It's the, it's the principal source for mental health, mental health diagnosis. They recognize gambling now as a known dangerous and addictive product, just like opioids, heroin, and cocaine. That's the reality of this. And so we don't push other dangerous and addic- known dangerous and addictive products in the middle of sporting events, you know, like we do for gambling. Like you can be watching a, a game on a Sunday afternoon with your kids, a football game, and in the middle of it, they're pushing these extreme forms of gambling, you know, exposing kids and so on to these, normalizing them to this, this dangerous and addictive product. We don't do that for cigarettes. We don't allow opioids to, to market mm-hmm. right in the middle on television no. in broad daylight to people, you know, like, so th- that's what, so, and you, and you and I still can't do this unless we partner with state government. Mm-hmm. And so, and the key thing to know about this is the business model for commercialized gambling, it's based on addiction, okay? Especially on the online gambling stuff. If you've watched any kind of sporting event over the last two years, online gambling, online sports gambling is pushed relentlessly. Almost every other advertisement yep. is to push a sports gambling betting app. Eight, more than 86% of online gambling profits come from 5% of the gamblers, okay? So the casual gambler is irrelevant to the business model. It's all about turning you, one maybe someone who's never gambled before, into a, a relentless gambling addict. And the way they do that is, here's $2,000 worth of free gambling wagers if you sign up on the on the app. Which it's really not free. Right, honestly, <laughs> but, but, but that's how they, they, yeah. they, they lure they you in. They tell you that. that. And then right. once you're in, like there's bonus bets. Like, hey, yeah. you, know, you haven't bet this week. Here's $100 worth of free bets. You know, if you got to. Well, you said the right word. They lure you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, we'll talk more about yeah, that going forward. Yeah. Let's talk about its effect on kids. I want to get through some of these just basics before we start getting into more of the details. Yeah. Uh, what about how, how does gambling and, and predatory this predatory practice affect our kids? What is the uh, story there? So, so today across the United States, we have an epidemic of child and teen gambling in every state that has legalized online sports gambling. You have kids of all demographics now with their parents walking in to Gamblers Anonymous meetings. You know, I always tell the story. When I was growing up as a kid, I used to collect, you know, baseball cards, you know, sports cards of my favorite teams and my favorite mm-hmm. athletes. Today, it, you talk to any middle school or high school principal in a state where they've legalized online sports gambling and ask them, especially with the young boys in these schools, the, the middle school boys and high school boys are talking about at the cafeteria tables, in the school locker rooms, on the playgrounds. They're not talking about who their favorite athletes anymore. They're talking about who they're betting on. Parlay bets, uh, in-play wagers, like relentless discussions on gambling. And so 
it's it, they've norm, they're normalizing this known dangerous and addictive product for kids. So you have kids today, like the, the, the kids, you know, and anyone who's as a child, just look how much they play video games today. Mm-hmm. The idea that you're going to encourage kids now who already have grown up with screens in their whole life to, to turn to transition them over to lure them into doing online gambling apps like it's it's again it's like it's a, a dangerous addictive product just like opioids and cocaine and we're feeding them this relentlessly through the internet As, and, and states are partnering with the industry to do this and so you have you, have, you, you literally have this massive epidemic today like you, you have a the, one of the new, very prominent New York, uh, new York problem gambling counselors said the number one demographic calling into their helpline today in the state of New York, it's not grown-ups, it's kids, it's teenagers, young adults in their early 20s who have been crushed by online sports gambling. So why, who are we doing this for? You know, this is driven, this is, this all grassroots movement for state lotteries or casinos or online gambling. It's driven by very powerful financial interests, okay, who, who, who stand to benefit from this. They're the only people that win in this business. The rest of us, whether you gamble or not, you pay even if you don't play. Wow, very good. Uh, let's talk about, uh, and I love that you pay even if you don't play. That's a fact as well, isn't it? Sure is. And and and, and so, so for all you non-gamblers out there sitting there, you know, say you kind of know this is a bad idea for your community and your family. You'd be like, well, it's not really going to affect me. Maybe I'll get some tax relief. Just look, pause for a second, and look at the states that are the biggest predatory gambling states in this country: New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, California. Connecticut and so on. All of these states, okay, are also your states in the worst financial condition. Okay, they they promise hey, here in Pennsylvania we're gonna we're gonna reduce your property taxes property property taxes if you if you legalize casinos. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all a, it's part of the big con. The, the business itself is a con. The idea that somehow you get any tax relief from this it's a big con. Pre- predatory gambling is the ultimate budget gimmick, and you the taxpayer over the long term. You end up paying higher taxes for less services because of this gimmick that comes into your state. Because who do you think pays when, when you have you know that money I mentioned earlier? When when a, when a trillion dollars of personal wealth is being lost by yeah. the American people over the next six years, who makes up the difference? Who, who, yeah, who do you think pays for their ho- hospital care? Who do you think pays for their housing? Who do you think pays for their food? Who do you think pays for the criminal justice system because they commit crimes to feed their addiction? You. The non-gambler pay, pays yeah. for all this, okay? You know, and, and, and the other way you pay for it, aside from higher taxes, is you also experience a lower standard of living because when you have all that money being lost on commercialized gambling, commercialized gambling as a business, it's a sterile transfer of wealth, right? So if I go buy a new car, I spend money at the res- a local restaurant, like, and so on, like there's an economic multiplier effect by that. Predatory gambling, the impact of it is the equivalent of uh, taking out a $100 bill from your wallet, throwing it into the street, and then going out and paying somebody to pick it up, You know, paying the minimum wage to pick it up. It's just a sterile transfer of wealth from millions of people's pockets into the hands of a very few rich people. Wow. Uh, and one more fact I want to hit on is that um, really the little guy is exploited as well. Yeah. yeah so, so predatory gambling exploits the little guy okay like i had to get a drink All yeah, right. yeah yeah um but, but that's what i'm saying so we talk about the you know the real money being lost here that the american people are losing more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a minute to this so we've a nation of citizens who are small earners who could be small savers and we've we've turned them into a, a nation of habitual better so to put real numbers on like state of georgia 
Okay, because like you hear in Alabama, oh, look, Al- Georgia's got a lottery. You know, other states have a lottery around us. You know, t- Georgia. Ha- 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 All states to- around us. Do. Yeah, yeah. So Georgia has a $50 scratch off ticket. Okay, a $50 scratch off ticket they're selling in low income communities where citizens make $7.25 an hour as a minimum wage. Okay, that's the same minimum wage here in Alabama. Okay, you got to work a full day's labor in Georgia. Okay, and a minimum wage job, to washing buy, dishes, to whatever. Buy one scratch off. Before you can lose it, your all that your whole days, you know, whole hours, whole days wage. Okay, in five seconds, on a fifty dollars scratch tick, scratch off ticket, pushed to you relentlessly by your own state government. Okay, like we talk about, that's the American dream perverted. So if you if you're somebody who believes like making America better, it runs through changing the voice of American government today, which is. In every state in this country, the dominant voice of American government is to push more and more extreme forms of gambling. It's what we advertise to the American people more than anything else. Les Bernal with Stop Predatory Gambling in studio with us. This is a series of uh, uh, video, audio, uh, radio, and podcast um, segments that we're bringing to you very special. And uh, we've just been trying to get some of the basic facts out. And uh, as we move forward in this, uh, this is the second of what's going to be numerous Segments. We're going to begin to move in, into some myths going forward about casinos. We've given some. We've given an overview. We've given some facts, and now we want to uh, dive into some myths, which will get much more specific. Uh, lots of the information that Les talks about. In fact, you know, almost all of it. He's documented it on the website stoppredatorygambling.org. Uh, in particular, I would go under the frequently asked questions, and uh, much of what you'll hear him say uh, here today is documented there. And so if you hear something and you're like, what was that? Where did that come from? Go finding at stoppredatorygambling.org. All right, stay with us. Continue to listen. Uh, find, the, uh, find the next uh, segment if you're watching these videos. And uh, stay with us right here. It's Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis.